what quick tips can you share with folks that they need to put in place uh, to start making the change and start making or taking massive action in their life and their business, man? Action is the hardest part. You know, the, the first one would be just to put your phone down, put your book down and put the podcast down for a bit. So many people get caught in like, there's the phase of learning. Don't get me wrong. I was in that phase. I probably spent five years while I was in college learning everything I possibly could. But that was also a way for me not to take action. Like I didn't take any action in college toward my investing journey like that because I was A, scared and B, I was like, oh, it's not ready yet, not ready yet, not ready yet. And so many people will spend 10 years doing that saying they're not ready yet. So as much as you always should consume, there's a point where you just have to dive in. So put that down and put it in like your, your weekly planner of just doing something that takes action. And that could be going and underwriting a deal. You know, going out and looking at property with a real estate agent, that's like the first little thing. Once you start doing that, you realize that it's snowballs. So that's the, that's the first thing I would say about taking action. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tracy down at Tranquil Turn Massage in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Look, my wife and I, we see Tracy and her team every single month for a couple's massage, and it is the best thing. Tracy is a master massage specialist and a Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. You need to reach out to Tracy and her team. Make sure that you tell them that I sent you, and you'll get 25 bucks off your next massage. Also, while you're there, check out CDA Brows, Body, and Ink. Make sure to tell Tracy that I sent you, and you'll save 100 bucks on your next tattoo brows and plasma tightening services. <laughs> Anthony, you're the owner and chief investment officer at Cornerstone Commercial Investments. You've raised over 48 million bucks. You're the founder of Walker Capital, co-owner of Inland Northwest Real Estate Team, host of Wealthy Habits Podcast, and so much more, man. Thank you for your time, dude. I appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for having me on the show. Could not be more grateful. Man, let's get into it right away. I'd like to kind of start by kicking things off by going back a bit. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you, man? Yeah. You know, I grew up in actually Sandpoint, Idaho, so not too uh, far from here. My family moved up from, um, you know, a little little bit south California, but I lived there for about seven months. And, uh, you know, one day my oldest brother came home and said, he was 11 years old, said he wanted to join a gang. And so my family said, we are getting out of here. So they just, you know, pretty much quit their jobs and uplifted their entire family with, you know, no real um, look to what they were going to do, but, you know, pretty much. Actually, my, we moved up to Idaho, rented a house, and we kind of, uh, my parents explored Idaho, some places in Montana, and, and settled up and bought 20 acres in uh, near Sandpoint and haven't moved since and never planned on moving. They live, you know, they live the best quality life that they can live. So I grew up in, you know, a, a small, you know, little 12, 1300 square foot home with uh, five siblings and my parents. And, you know, we lived on 20 acres and it was just, it was simple, I would say, you know, we, you know, I didn't grow up with a ton of money. We paid for, you know, my, my dad worked um, in Spokane, a little, you know, about an hour from home every day. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so, yeah, I'm the youngest of five and I just um, grew up and I've always had this mentality of, you know, hustle and, and uh, make some money. So when I was 11 years old, I was in Boy Scouts and um, yeah, I started selling popcorn and, you know, 12, 13 years old, I sold like $4,000 in Boy Scout popcorn, just door knocking, sitting in front of Super One and just grinding. But I got about 35% of all that money into my scout account that I could use for, you know, buying camp equipment, buying stuff, whatever, pretty much I wanted. Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of where my first, you know, salesy kind of, you know, entrepreneurial niche came from. And then, yeah, um, at on. that point, yeah. Do you have any comments there? 
No, I think that's so cool, man. I mean, growing up on 20 acres, that's like my my dream property is 20 acres, man. So to, to, <laughs> to hear that you grew up on that, that's awesome, man. And I lived on five acres as a kid for a couple of years, man, and, and just love that open space, man. And, you know, peeing off the front porch and no one's going to say nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, money is all uh, different. You know, of course, you know, making a $100,000 salary now 20 years ago is different. My parents bought 20 acres um, for $55,000. Um, we both know what 20 acres cost now in that area. And it's just yeah. crazy. I mean, you'd have to, you know, it'd be 10, 10 plus X that now, which is just, uh, crazy, you know, but, yeah. um, you know, you buy real estate and you wait. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Now, I mean, speaking of that, like the vast majority of millionaires, they've made their money in real estate and, totally. you know, for you, what was the drive to get into real estate? Was there someone that kind of pushed you in that direction? No, not really. So, you know, I, I went to high school and I was your average, you know, got like a 3.2 GPA, you know, would cheat off the person next to me and didn't really take high school seriously at all. It's not that I um, thought education was bad. It's just that I would rather go do other things. And, and when I was probably 15 years old, that's where like the second entrepreneurial thing came around um, is when I bought my first car and I, uh, we were at a garage sale and my dad, you know, we were talking to him about this Jeep in the parking lot. I was like, Hey, you know, that thing needs a new engine, buy it for 250 bucks. And I said, I have no idea how to work on cars, but 250 bucks and it has four wheels. I'll take it. And, um, actually I, I bought that car and then I was like, man, this is great. And I bought another one, like two weeks later for another 250 bucks and, uh, ended up putting an engine in it. And, um, and then a tree fell on my first car and insurance paid me $3,000 and I had put maybe 800 bucks into it. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, there's some serious money to be made here. Yeah. And so, yeah, I ended up um, buying and flipping cars throughout high school. So instead of paying attention in high school, I'd rather, you know, go and I'm a, I'm a quick learner. So I'd go take a math test and I'd get there early and study for three hours and get a B on the math test. And that was good enough for me, you know, and then yeah. I'd get home from work and go wrench on a car that I could flip and triple my money, you know, in a couple of weeks. So that's where my time was spent. Um, and then the real, you know, real estate niche came freshman year of college. So uh, coming out of high school, I had zero idea what I wanted to do. I actually took the ASVAB, considered going to the Air Force. And I was like, man, I didn't want to be locked up for eight years. You know, being in college, I was like four years there. And then if you did the, you know, officer path, you had four years after. I was like, that's just, that's eight years of my life. Not willing to sacrifice that. Yeah. And so uh, pretty much two, three months before graduating high school, I was like, well, U of I is three hours away. I can probably get into it. I had a good enough GPA and I was good enough at taking, you know, tests. So I, you know, took the SAT, did well in that. And I got into U of I. And, um, and freshman years when I read rich dad, poor dad, and that's really where the entrepreneurial, like with real estate in general kind of came out of me. I was like, that's, that's my goal right there. You know, I, I grew up in a family where, uh, my, my parents have been married for 30 years, but I remember every single argument, I'd say 90% of them were about some sort of financial thing, you know, raising five kids and all that stuff. It's expensive. And so, yeah. you know, the arguments would be about money and I, you know, that just rich dad, poor dad spoke to me on such an emotional level. And I still have that today of, I just want to provide for a family, provide for my life in a way that I don't have to worry about money. You know, if I had that passive income was, has always been the back of my mind where I can afford to raise my kids. I can afford to take off work and, you know, be at my kid's football game, three o'clock on a Thursday type idea Then I have the freedom to do that. So that's where that love and that desire came from was, was that book, but that was just kind of the spark. You know, that's, that's the tip of the iceberg. That's what, that's what feels your first passion. And then, you know, I dove into it. I, I listened to thousands and I still listen to thousands of hours of podcasts. That's where my knowledge has really come from. Yeah. I'm, gosh, man, that book is such an amazing book there. 
and, and speaking of podcasts, like, you know, I, I think you and I, when we were chit or we were sitting down having coffee, I told you like Ed Milet was that guy that like oh. he spoke into my life and, and that's, he's the reason this show is together today. But for you, like when you're listening to podcast, what shows are you listening to right now? Yeah. Great question. And I should, I should preface it with the person that has, has undoubtedly taught me the most in podcasts who I just gravitate toward is Brandon Turner. He was the host of bigger pockets. And I listened to him for, you know, I, I'm the person that I don't listen to a lot of music. If I'm going to the gym, I'm going on a run, I'm riding my bike. I listen to a podcast and not listening to, I I'm driven enough where I don't need the, the beat to like, go out work out. I'd rather work out and listen to something. Um, and so Brandon Turner by far was like that person in my life that, um, really brought me from point A to point B listening to his podcast. Um, and now I've graduated from, you know, needing that, you know, basic real estate knowledge. Um, and today, um, Brandon Turner actually la launched the um, Better Life podcast. I'm listening to that. But, uh, you know, Ed Milet is amazing. Um, I'm listening to him for just more high level well-being, you know, being a better leader in my company. Um, the Diary of a CEO is, you know, phenomenal. Um, and then, um, the, you know, the, the greatest show by um, Lewis Howe is also another really great one that I've been listening to. Totally. Oh man, that's awesome. And speaking of your company, like I mentioned, you're the owner and chief investment officer there at Cornerstone Commercial Investments. For those who don't know, what is it that Cornerstone does? How did you get involved with that, man? Yeah. Yeah. So you preface the show with, um, I owned a real estate team still, you know, technically I have my broker's license, but we, um, and my business partner that time, we pushed that aside. We actually aren't selling real estate anymore and we're focused full-time on Cornerstone. So what Cornerstone does is we raise private equity from accredited investors and we build, develop, and buy multifamily assets in the Northwest. So we're buying in Idaho, uh, Montana, and in Oregon right now with, you know, the purpose of expanding in and raising significantly more capital. Mm, come on, man. That's all. I think I saw you just turned 26. Is that correct? 26. Yep. Come yeah. on, man. I think anyone that experiences success in their life or in business, they go through this imposter syndrome. For you, have you experienced that at your age? And, and if so, how did you get through that? Every day. I mean, really, I, st I still go through it. Every day is a, you have constant self-doubt. You have constant imposter syndrome. You know, um, I've been in entrepreneurial, you know, ventures for a decade now, since I was 16, started flipping cars, really. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was trash talked then when I was flipping cars type idea. And I have self-doubt today that I deal with, you know, I don't know how I'm doing what I'm doing. I, I do have a lot of knowledge and stuff and, you know, getting through it is just a constant reminder that, um, that you, you can do it and you can become more experienced. It's not about how old you are. It's about experience. And so totally. if you can have reps, then you can be far more experienced. So you can put me against someone who's been doing this for 20 years. A lot of times I'll be more experienced because I put myself in a position to just do repetition after repetition. I'm underwriting deals. I'm looking at deals daily, every single day. I've underwritten hundreds, if not thousands of deals and looked at it. And so it's all about repetition. And so you can drown out that self-doubt with repetition as well, like pushing yourself to be in those uncomfortable situations and just constantly pushing yourself in that way. And that's kind of what I've done. And then, um, you know, the second, the second part there's everyone talks about, man, you're so motivated. I'm like, I'm not motivated. I wake up just the same as you on a day. Sometimes I don't want to get out of bed early in the morning and I want to lay in bed and, and, you know, dink around all day. And, but it's really comes down to discipline. I've just been disciplined enough for long enough that even when those days suck, I pull myself out of bed and I go to the gym and I go to work and I get shit done. 
And as much as it sucks some days, I do it day in and day out. And that's really what separates the successful and the not successful. Man, that's so true. The, those habits, the discipline in the morning routines, like that's the stuff that separates the success from the non-successful folks, man. That's so yeah. good, dude. For those that are like interested in, in real estate investing or commercial investing, they're like, what's the best tips you got for them to even just get started? Yeah. I mean, first off, read Rich Dad Poor Dad. If anyone has any interest, like that book has really nothing to do with real estate. You're not going to learn a lot about real estate, but you're going to learn what the whole point is. You have to have a why behind everything you're doing in life or else you're going to get burned down. It's going to be for no reason. There just has to be a why. So my first thing would be read that book, find your why. The next would be, you know, start consuming podcasts. Um, listen to, you know, Bigger Pockets is still, you know, one of the best real estate podcasts out there. Um, and then if you have money, I would join Brandon Turner's Better Life Tribe. He just launched it. It's like 300 bucks a month and all the proceeds go to charity actually. So he's not making, he's not lining his own pockets, but then you're in a group with people that know real estate that want to better themselves. So they put you in a pod and you're just learning it. And that's the only way you're going to do it is just by jumping in the fire. So jump in the fire with other people. And then the third thing would just be go out and do it, go out and lose money, go out and educate yourself or go out and buy a deal, whatever it needs to be, go invest in a syndication, but go out there and just do it because you're not going to learn what you don't know without doing it. And that's what I did. I just went out and started doing it, jumping two feet forward, and then you learn everything else and you, you'll probably lose some money, but it'll be the best investment you've ever made. Man, it's so good, dude. I've lost a lot of money trying, you know, in, in business ventures over the years, man. And, but I've spent a lot of money on coaching as well and, and really excited to, uh, I just started a group with Eric Rock. I think you know who he is as well and Matt Laughlin. So I'll be working with those guys in that group. I'm really excited about mastermind? that too. What's the that? Mastermind doing, the mastermind they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'll be doing that. I'm joining oh, nice. in that as well. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just doing the, the virtual version of it, but uh, really excited to be part of it, man. Those guys are just studs, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And same type of idea, you know, anything you do in life, I just always recommend if you've got something for it, just jump into it. Like for yeah. example, we have, we're trying to launch like a big marketing campaign in Cornerstone. We raised most of our equity through word of mouth. And so we jumped into it. We've probably spent <coughs> 50 grand on marketing the last few months and we've, we've seen zero return on it. But it's because we don't we we launched into it, we started doing it, and we didn't know we didn't know. So now we're building the back end, we're building the follow-up systems, we're building this, that, and the other thing. We're hiring a consultant and we're doing all these things. But in the end, I know that it's gonna lead to this massive amount of fruition. But I didn't even know half the things that I'm learning right now. I didn't even know to research those things because I didn't know what would what this whole thing would entail. So without yeah. me investing that money up front, which I'm you're sure I've you know spent that money but it's going to come back. We're, we're generating leads that will eventually invest with us. And so that 50 grand's not lost. I'm just not using it the best way possible yet. Yeah, man, I, dude, I, it's so good to just, I, I think, well, I, let me back that up here. Uh, one of the questions I like to ask other entrepreneurs is, do you think that it takes money to make money as an entrepreneur? Absolutely not. I started with nothing. So my, when I got out of college, I went and I thought that I wanted to start a tech business that would eventually be into real estate. I'd take that money and invest into real estate. My full ambition wasn't actually to do what I did today, um, mainly because I didn't even know what a real estate agent did when I graduated college because my parents have lived in the same house since I was like two years old. Yeah. And so we were selling houses, so I really had no idea. And so when I first got into my own venture, I literally 
graduated college, went and worked for a tech startup over in Missoula, Montana. My first salary was $36,000 a year with the potential of a 10% bonus. So I was making under 40 grand a year with two degrees, a degree in finance and a degree in marketing. And I went and worked there for six months. And I was like, this is for me, like I'm a decently hard worker. And so I was just like, I was so bored. I get like everything done in 20 hours. And so I literally, you know, just got home one day and said, I'm done. Put my two weeks notice in the next day. And I moved to where I wanted to live, which was Coeur d'Alene, where I live now, because I'm, I'm just in love with this area, with zero idea what I wanted to do. But I had saved up $20,000, which I think anyone can save up some money. I flipped cars and saved up 20 grand, went here and rented a bedroom for 400 bucks a month, had no car payment, had no payments. Um, I paid for college flipping cars. And I literally built everything that I have today from you know living under my means and, and a $20,000 savings. But really my first, and then I went and worked for a guy, $10 an hour under the table for nothing. You know, he's basically teaching me real estate and I was, you know, I was living off a thousand bucks a month. So anyone, you know, having kids, you know, that stuff, if you have that, it's much harder, but myself sure. being young, I had no overhead. So I went and, you know, lived frugally and built this whole thing from nothing. Come on, man. That's so good. And, and you did a recent <laughs> post where you talked about taking action. And I'm just curious, like what quick tips can you share with folks that they need to put in place uh, to start making the change and start making or taking massive action in their life and their business, man? Yeah, absolutely. Action is the hardest part. You know, the, the first one would be just to put your phone down, put your book down and put the podcast down for a bit. So many people get caught in like, there's the phase of learning. Don't get me wrong. I was in that phase. I probably spent five years while I was in college learning everything I possibly could but that was also a way for me not to take action. Like I didn't take any action in college toward my investing journey like that because I was a scared and B I was like, Oh, it's not ready yet. Not ready yet. Not ready yet. And so many people will spend 10 years doing that saying they're not ready yet. So as much as you always should consume, there's a point where you just have to dive in. So put that down and put it in like your, your weekly planner of just doing something that takes action. And that could be going and underwriting a deal. You know, going out and looking at property with a real estate agent, that's like the first little thing. Once you start doing that, you realize that it snowballs. So that's the, that's the first thing I would say about taking action. And the second would be is getting a, get a mastermind, you know, getting a, a group of people. And there's a lot of free ones out there. Go find some friends that have the ambitions that you do that are just accountability partners. Go out there and, and you're going to find a group of people. And it could be a paid mastermind like Eric and I are doing or whatever it is but get around people that are going to push you to be better because it takes a lot of energy to push yourself. But when you have someone, you know, behind you saying, Hey, Anthony, did you do that this week? And you have that, you know, you say, no, you feel terrible. There's this intrinsic value that that person's pushing you and you're pushing them and it makes it take an action so much easier. And then the third thing would be to finding a why, you know, as going back to it, like you need to have a why that's yeah. deep enough that pretty much forces you to take action, whether or not it's you have a kids at home that you need to feed, you have a wife you want to support, you want your wife to be a stay-at-home mom, whatever it is, like find a why that's so deep to you that you have to take action in order to meet that why. And you have that deep, deep push to make that happen. Come on, man. That's so good. I love <laughs> those tips, man. So good, dude. I want to talk your podcast, man. You're the host of Wealthy Habits Podcast. This is something that uh, you know, you, you put together, you've kind of just started this thing. I, I love talking with other podcasters. Why did you decide yeah. to start this podcast, man? When did I, or how, or why? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, why did you decide to start the, start the podcast? 
Yeah, yeah. I started it. You know, I've had this idea for a long time, and um, you know, with with God's grace, it's it's perfect timing. I feel like I'm actually wealthy habits, but I'm actually going to probably rebrand it to um, call it a life well lived by Anthony Walker. And the whole preface is that I would not be where I am today if I didn't have you know the Brandon Turner's in my life, the Ed Milets in my life. So I have this deep desire to give. So there's no monetary reason behind it. I can do just fine in my life, raising capital, building apartments, building cornerstone to what it's going to be. Trust me, I, I can do just fine that. It's, it's more of a, it's a give back thing. I, I feel in my heart that I have this unjust, like I feel like I need to do this and give back as much as I can because it, I've been given so much. And so the people out there, you know, you said that does it take money to make money? And, and I truly don't believe it does. And I feel like people just don't know that. And so providing the knowledge, providing the means for these people to do it, I just have such a deep, you know, a deep why to, that, that's my why, you know, my why yeah. is to, to provide to these people what I was provided, but on a better level, you know, my podcast aims to do it in a better way, in a more, you know, level way, in a more human to human kind of interpersonal way. And so life well lived, you know, there's a time in my life where I was like, hey, look, I want to make this financial goal. I want to do this financially quickly learned that stuff is much easier than you possibly could realize the hard stuff is doing that while also you know being a good husband and father if you want to do that while also you know bringing god into your life or being a good friend and so a life well lived is going to be about definitely financing because i everything you do in this country you have to make money to do it you know if you want to put food on the table if you want to travel the world unfortunately it, it takes money so it's going to be about how to make money you know my belief is real estate is one of the best avenues to do that but also living a well life, living this beautiful life that you want to live. If you want to be at your kid's soccer game, whatever it is, but I want to teach you and I want to show people that that life is possible and it's easier than it, you think that it is. Man. Yeah, dude. I love, I mean, podcasting is like this opening of the door to just an intimate conversation between, you know, people giving so much life tips. And so for listeners, they just need to go out there and listen to podcasts, listen to this show, listen to Anthony's show, man. It's going to be so good, uh, man. I'm excited to, to see your podcast continue to grow, man. You're an absolute world changer. What are you most to get excited about right now? Like what, what's coming up next for you, man? Yeah, great question. I mean, everything in life, you know, I think we live in a beautiful area. Um, I'm, I'm super excited for summer just on like personal things, but totally. you know, you know, business and whatnot. Um, I'm really excited to, to launch this, um, this podcast. We just hired a virtual assistant. We've got Caden on my team, full-time media director, I'm getting some really great advice from Eric and Matt and some people in my um, sphere. I've already got some great, you know, um, people I'm going to be interviewing on it. So I'm just really excited for that. And building that and i'm also excited you know to grow cornerstone i have a deep passion for cornerstone we are generating some great returns for our investors and growing that i mean it's truly like you know people say you need habits in life and all these different things these are my habits you know building cornerstone i, I love it i wake up early i wake up energized about it building this podcast building this overall you know branding is is my habit it's my passion it just happens to make me money as well and so that's that's truly what i'm looking forward to and ideally you know building my financial freedom so i can you know get married someday, have kids and, and live this beautiful life that I so desire as well. Yeah, man. I love that, dude. Uh, I love to finish the show by a fun question there. I'm a big music guy. So that's the question. Like what type of music do you like to listen to? I know you said you listen to a lot of podcasts, but do you have a favorite band or anything that you like to, as your go-to music? Yeah, I'm a, you know, classic country kind of person, you know, not, not just classic, like don't get me wrong. I've listened to a lot of classic. Um, but you know, I'm just a, I love country music. I think that, you know, country music, 
tells a story to me and it's not just about like the, you know, listening to it to get motivated. I just love the stories and stuff behind country music. And you know, I love Morgan Wallen and, and all those people. I just think they are, they're great. And they also, I love that they are um, what they mean. A lot of, you know, country music is about, you know, the country and living a beautiful life. And that's what I'm about. So that's, that's where I go. That's what I gravitate toward. Absolutely, man. I'll tell you, I was a big metalhead in high school, listened to metal for a long time, man. And then I worked for Universal Records and they said, well, you actually got to listen to other music too. So I started listening to other types of music, got me into it. And the first country concert I ever went to was Kenny Chesney. And I'll tell you, it was the one of the greatest concerts I've ever been to was seeing Kenny Chesney live, man. Yeah. One of the best <laughs> concerts I've ever been to is Blake Shelton. And it's just pure talent, you know, with, with some yeah. of these country people, he gets out there on the stage by himself, just as guitar and sings Austin. And it was just phenomenal. I mean, that man has so much talent. That's what else I love about country. Yeah. Come on, dude. Anthony, this was such a great conversation, man. You're an absolute world changer, dude. I'm excited to see your podcast growth and cornerstone or cornerstone continue to grow, man. Thank you for your time, dude. I appreciate it. Man, I appreciate it as well. I'm stoked to see the podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.